Welcome to Tanked Out, a podcast about drinking beer and playing video games, discussing video game topics and, and related destroying things, laptops and with beer, chucking beer on stuff. <laughs> Although the laptop is fine, so it is. We're using it today. Yeah, it's good. I'm Ben. I'm joined by Alex. Yeah, I'm joined by Adam. Hello. So we've got beers. Have you got beers, Adam? Uh, I don't. It's um, I'm currently in Saskatoon. It's two twenty-four. I have a doctor's appointment at four. Okay. Um, and uh, one of the things that has happened between uh, episodes is I've broken my toe. No man. In yeah. a very it's manly uh, manner, which is of course in the dark, navigating my parents' house, walking full force into a couch. Nice. That I thought wasn't there. Um, if. If any injury screams video game and beer podcast host, it's that. <laughs> um, but because of that, I couldn't actually walk to the the beer store as well. Yeah. So, but I do have a coffee. Nice. And I saved this moment. I have a piece of apple pie. Ooh. <laughs> and. Hey. Whipped cream. Quality. Nice. That makes up for it slightly. Yeah, I figured yeah, at least I could provide a, a sound effect in the background that's kind of yeah. awkward. Yeah, and you brewed the coffee. I did. So, here we go. Okay. I nice. didn't roast the beans. No, fair enough. Right, what beers are we drinking? What do you think we should crack into first? Well, it looks like we've got a boar, a boar moppiness, <laughs> or a more hoppiness. I don't know where the bee came from. Uh... Which is uh, an IPA, yeah. it's nice, um, and a left-handed giant uh, duet, which is a... Uh, which I think is an IPA. Southern Cross and Mosaic Hops within. Say, no, it doesn't say what it actually is. Category. Okay, so, well, I don't know then. And Wiper and True Australia Pale Ale. Mm. Uh, mm. Well, I guess we know that the Wiper and True is a Pale Ale. Yeah. So we should start with the one that we know isn't an IPA. Excellent. Good Are you choice. familiar with um, APAs? APAs, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What, um, before you start, I'm going to tax your brain and ask, what would, um, how would it compare to like your standard IPA? What, what are the category differences? Well, so um, it's basically an um, American pale ale versus a... An English pale ale, and the difference is um, that uh, an English pale ale will be um, mildly hoppy, not very hoppy, really. Maybe quite sweet, um, flat, yeah. uh, to be served at more or less room temperature. Whereas an American pale ale would be um, probably served in a keg rather than a cask, so it's going to be pressurized and artificially carbonated so it'll always be fizzy mm-hmm. really quite fizzy and it should have um late hop additions so and dry hopping so that it smells hoppy um it's also going to be quite sweet I mean, tiny bit of bitterness really but it's, it's all about the like aroma hops right so the, the difference is um well american hops used in an american pale ale traditionally as well whereas english hops used in a 
in an English pale ale. But what's an Australian pale ale? Which oh right, well that would like... just be Australian hops, American style, but with Australian okay, hops. Yeah. I was trying to figure out which of the two categories it was closer to. So it's definitely right. more the the keg uh, American style. Mm. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Mm. And then that keg American style is what all of the craft beer yeah. places everywhere are doing that at the moment. Even German beers, uh, rumor has it, are getting hoppy these days. Yeah, um, really. Yeah, even the German with their like sort of old, like they've got the authority of having like really old beer traditions mm. and stuff. Is there like a beer law passed in some, somewhere like, oh God damn, I should know this, but there's the name of this famous law, the like, I don't know, the Munich law or something. It's not actually Munich law, but it, it specifies it's illegal to put any other ingredients in beer apart from hops, water, yeast, yeah. and, and maybe wheat and barley or something like that. Yeah. It's, so there's a mixed volume. Yeah, yeah. Quality. Anyway. Yeah. Well, this is nice. Yeah, it's got to go on it. So it looks like a... It's very pale. Very cloudy yeah. as well. Very yeah. cloudy. Like a homebrew. Completely unfiltered. Oh, yeah. doesn't, um, doesn't have any bits. No, no it's floaters. Very, no. It's very fruity. Mm, that's mm. like a... Pineapple? Mm, possibly. And... It's got a slight something sweetness like to it. Citrusy, like peaches or something. Mm-hmm. I always think something stuff tastes. I always say peaches, don't I? It's like standard go-to yeah. citrus thing, but yeah. It's nice. Yeah. doesn't hit you hugely, but then there's a slight aftertaste which sort of lingers a little bit in it. It's not a huge amount, mm. but the flavour sticks around quite a lot. Characteristic, wiper and true. Mm. Really, mm. really balanced. And it's it, as you're saying, peachy. Mm. That on the aftertaste, that is definitely sort of <laughs> yeah, yeah, instantly yeah. in my mind. <laughs> I've been swayed, mm-hmm. swayed by what yeah. you say. It's a very nice beer. It's a very nice beer. Very mm. fruity. Excellent. Right. So uh, normally on the podcast we chat about uh, games we've been playing, um, but we're going to start mixing it up a little bit. Not and very much. Not a huge amount. No, we're still going to talk about games. Uh, and rather than just try and shout games at you, we're going to. Um, we're still going to talk about games, but we might start talking about some of the news that's been happening and have a little chat about that. We're going to chat about some beers a little bit more, maybe some news that's been going on with some beers. And then we're still going to have um, a topic at the end of every um, podcast. It's a new podcast, 2016, oh, yeah. except and almost exactly the same. Yeah. Um, and so rebranding. Uh, yes. What is our like, topic of, of the day today? For so our the topic friends. does revolve around some news that happened a couple of weeks ago, which was the uh, network outages of PlayStation and Xbox and Steam not being very clever and trying to fix things but making things a little bit worse. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But I'm going to start with you, Adol, as we chat <clears> about <throat> beers and we're sat here enjoying our beers. Um, all right. What would, what would you like to discuss? Um, uh, uh, <clears throat> I was in Calgary over the holidays. I, had, um, I went to a fancy uh, craft beer place. I also had... One of the local cherry porters, um, so I nice. like to talk about those. And I played a game or something. Um, <laughs> so uh, one at the Wild Rose Brewery. I think I've brought them up before. I can't remember if they were one of the ones we sampled from Canada. I can't remember. Wild Rose, did you say? Yeah, they're based in Calgary uh, by the old barracks. 
Maybe um, yes, I think yeah, I think black that's IPA theirs or something. Mm, no, it would have probably been the unfiltered wheat ale. Maybe. I think the the, the Canadian or the IPA. Um, one that was brewed in a fortress. Um, steam whistle. No, it was it's steam whistle, and then, a, and then a third that I don't remember yeah, the name of. Steam whistle <laughs> was brewed in an old railhouse, but um, fortress works. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the Wild Rose Rain Fortress. Yeah, perhaps. the Wild Rose Cherry Porter uh, is something they come out with every year. I haven't had it in years and years just because I've not been in the right city. Uh, and it was really good. It's a solid cherry porter. For those of you in Calgary, you can still get them, I'm sure, on the shelves. Um, it's a. It was a little more malty than sweet, uh, from what I recall from years past. But just a a solid, very strong as well. Um, porter, uh, which is actually quite hard to get in um, in Canada. So um, sounds nice. Yeah, cherry yeah. porter. Yeah, it's perfect so, for minus twenty not, degree weather. Do they not brew many over there then? Oh <clears throat> no, yeah, Canada doesn't have a lot of stouts and porters. Mm. Like some of the micro brews slash craft brews, whatever you want to call them, well, well, might do a stout. Yeah. And usually porters are only a seasonal thing, like a, like a cherry porter at Christmas or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's slowly getting better uh, as craft beer is as craft beer places pop up more and more. They can sustain more varieties, like Big Rock, which is another Calgary-based one, probably the biggest uh, Calgary-based brewer. Um, you can get them all across the country. They now have. Um, they used to have maybe eight different types, and I saw a, a special four-pack of all kinds of fun stuff uh, in the liquor store, none of which was any of the eight I, that they normally make. So, cool. Yeah. <clears throat> the uh, Speaking of craft brew places, I went to The National in Calgary, which is a place that has uh, 74 beers on tap. Mm-hmm. Shit, nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, it has three locations in Calgary. I didn't realize this and trusted the Google, so I went to the wrong location, had a beer <laughs> and a salad, and then had to drive to the right location to have another beer with my friends. And the um, 10th Avenue location um, has a bowling alley underneath. Hmm, okay. So wait, it's a brewery above a bowling alley? It's not a brewery. It just has 74. Oh, it's a, right, I see. Like yeah. beer emporium kind of place. Yeah. Right. Um Except the basement uh, bowling alley area has 14 beers on tap. (laughs) So I went to the 17th Ave location and was like, oh, these are all the beers I want to try. Maybe I'll get a flight so I can try like four or five ounces or whatever. Five, four ounces, I don't remember. Um, And then I go to meet my friends and they're in the basement. And absolutely none of the beers that piqued my interest were available. Mm. Nine. And then I was like, can I go upstairs and buy a beer? They're like, yeah, no. I'm like, no, probably could. So are they separate places? It's, they have separate cash registers, but they're right. the same place, same place of business <clears throat> as far as I know. <clears throat> so that was kind of disappointing. Um, but uh, also disappointing is I can't remember anything significant of the beers there. Mm. That's true. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I can tell you about a place with a bowling alley, and I can't remember anything. The beer. So were they all Canadian beers? No, they there was um, quite a lot, few of them were Canadian, um, but there was also American ones, the odd um, European one. I don't think 
I saw anything from the UK now that I think about it. But it's it's definitely a, like a North American craft brew establishment. Yeah. That's fair enough. Oh, I had a, a vanilla stout, actually. Mm, nice. Uh, which is the only vanilla stout they have. And if I'd done my research, I could have probably figured out what that was. Uh, <laughs> and it was a, a reasonable stout. Cool. Good. Nice. Yeah, I'm really exciting here. I also yeah. broke my toe. A reasonable stout. A reasonable yeah. stout. It, was, it was okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I <clears> played <throat> some games, but I can't remember which. So you're looking quite blank there on, uh, on trying to recall which games you played. Yeah, I played. I started Final Fantasy 1 on the Vita. Shit. And then I started Final Fantasy 2 on the Vita. And then I started Final Fantasy 3 on the computer. <laughs> I think I know where this anecdote's going. Um, uh, mostly because I started Final Fantasy 3 on the computer because I did, was near the computer. Final Fantasy 1... Um, I forgot how annoying the beginning is and how grindy it is. Mm. And Final Fantasy Two is actually a game I've never finished. So when no, I've I, never finished. Yes. Two. So when I when I was like, this is too grindy. I I, I just want to throw back JRPG fun. I just switched to Final Fantasy Two, and then I didn't know where the Vita was, so I started Final Fantasy Three. Although FF Three on the PC is one of the is based on the DS remake, so everything's all, right. all polygon upgraded, fancy. The odd cutscene, and you're like, "This is weird." <laughs> this isn't what I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's they still hold up uh, plot-wise. Two and three, uh, one definitely isn't my favorite game. Uh, the the I mean, it's such a stereotypical start with the the princess has been kidnapped by the bad guy, and then mm. if you go and try and kill the bad guy, you'll just die, and you have to probably you can get there. Easily, just before level two, you can reach the, like, experience-wise and random encounters, reach the castle, and you'll just get trounced. You pretty much have to grind to level four. Right. Um, if anyone dies, uh, you can only resurrect them at uh, the sanctuaries, which are in the town, so you'd have to walk all the way back. <laughs> which is good when you're grinding, but less good when you just wanted to fight the bad guy, but you need all four people. Uh, yeah. Life is a spell in the game that you don't get right off the top, so I don't know it cuts easier. Um, but apparently in the remakes, um, they added Phoenix Downs, but that's the, the standard Final Fantasy item to bring someone back to life mid-battle or out of battle. Yeah, um, yeah. But that's not a standard thing in the original Final Fantasy. Okay, dying was just really shitty. Mm. Although I did re- didn't remember because I was playing for nostalgia purposes, uh, I just made like your standard party fighter, thief, black mage, white mage. But I forgot how the game is so wonderfully broken if you go fighter, 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 fighter. Because <laughs> the the damage output is just so obscene, and you can wear chain mail, and there's very and like you will make enough money killing things quickly to buy enough potions that you don't really miss anything. Mm. So I'm tempted to re-roll that uh, just so that I can play the plot because that's sort of why I was doing it, not for the yeah, so yeah. much the challenge. It just seems really weird to make like Final Fantasy the 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 fantasy the RPG franchise based on jobs and different jobs to take through generic warrior character for your whole party seems like mm-hmm. the antithesis, and I'm not sure I can make myself do that. 
Yeah, I suppose that's well, not <clears throat> just with Final Fantasy, but like my massive gripe with JRPGs is just that grinding element, and so many of them just don't seem to get pacing quite right, and it sort of makes you. I, I seem to remember. I think it was um, Dragon Quest Nine, which came out over here um, a couple of years after it had been released. I think in Japan, I just I played you know maybe a couple of days of that game and just hit this point where you had to be a certain level to sort of progress or be able to get through this battle and you think oh now I've just got to go out and fight constantly mm-hmm. until I'm able to to get up to this level and be good enough to you know to do it you, had I had a bit more skill I may have been able to do it at a slightly lower level and worked the battle a little bit better and use sort of the right combinations of tactics to be able to do it at a slightly earlier level but you sort of even even like Final Fantasy 7, 8 and 9, all of those ones that you start to think, well, maybe we're getting into a newer generation of JRPGs that's being refined a little bit more. Really, all they were were upgrades in graphics mm. I, I, onto a new system. You sort of still had that element of grinding with, with I, I those games I well. didn't find FF7 and 8 nearly as... And, and actually, I don't remember if, um, if I found 9, but 7 and 10, definitely, I found... Mm, 10, as, yeah. Um, maybe it's just because the world was... Um, more interesting that through just exploring and looking for things, I ended up being the appropriate level almost all yeah. the time. I didn't really feel like I had to grind at all. Mm. Um, but again, that might just be me um, sort of um, having to, time. And, yeah, mm. My meandering was the grinding, and I just yeah. happened to enjoy the grind versus other games. Um, my Final Fantasy, my first um, experience with Final Fantasy... <laughs> There's an RPG joke for you. Um, I was probably seven, making my sisters nine and eleven, and we were given FF1 on the NES. And uh, we kept trying to play it, but we kept doing that thing you do in video games where they say, go kill this guy, and then we tried to kill this guy. And the entire time I had that cartridge in my possession, I never got past Garland, the first boss, because mm-hmm. we just didn't think about well why wouldn't you just like we never played rpgs so we didn't really understand what the experience was doing and how that actually made things easier so we're just like well this is impossible this game's stupid (laughs) (laughs) um so uh, it wasn't until i played it on an emulator years later that i was like oh yeah this is totally doable it's just a bit of a grind yeah yeah i suppose it's something that maybe i've grown up with more Western released games and they're signposted a little bit more of, mm. of where you should be going and what you should be doing sort of as you progress through the the story a little bit more which when you get it's sort of some of the games that are coming out now like the the Dark Souls series and Bloodborne and things like that which don't give you anything at all yet are fantastic games to just explore and, and you, you get that grind through the exploration and you're not signposted in those games whatsoever you can do bosses in whichever order you sort of encounter them, you mm. may end up in an area and you didn't even know that there was going to be a boss there and suddenly you're in this giant battle and yes, you die, but you know not to go back in there for a little while because maybe mm. it's too difficult and you sort of sidetrack it and go somewhere else and it's so open for you to be able to do those sorts of things. Um, I think games are starting to get it right that you don't have to have that grind. It doesn't, at least it doesn't feel like you have to have that grind. There's other ways of you know, putting a coat on it sort of thing. Showing it off as something else, I suppose. Nice. Mm. Also, mm. games uh, 
take their time introducing you to mechanics now by, by almost yeah. definition. So, like, even if it was a grindy game, it wouldn't be grindy right off the top. Like, as, mm-hmm. it, as you were walking through the beginning levels, modern games just hold your hand the entire time till the first boss, because the first boss is really just, do you know what the buttons do? And then it might get more difficult. Yeah, yeah. So the idea of, like, getting getting the initial quest after zero battles and then going out in the world and being told, go to this place and do this thing, and then just getting trounced is so foreign that I think, especially given that we were playing Mario 1 and 2 at the time, like, and maybe the Ninja Turtles game, which was also horribly difficult on the NES. <laughs> that was very difficult. Um, yeah, it just Pretty it linear, though, isn't it? Hmm? Um, pretty linear, those um, Turtles and Mario. There's not really any... Like, you have to go forwards. I seem well, to remember the, Turtles as being a... The, the original uh, Ninja Turtles game, you were in, like, side-scroller 2D mode, but then you could w- go up the ladder, and then you were in a top-down world where you could pick where you were going. So it was a little oh, less right. linear. But it was also extremely difficult <laughs> for a licensed children's game. <laughs> I think maybe I'm thinking of um, the Turtles arcade game. Which yeah, like, probably. Yeah, you are. Yeah, which yeah. was fantastic and yeah, yeah, was yeah. Uh, the Genesis version arcade game uh, was Hyperstone Heist. Yes. And the SNES one was Turtles in Time. Both fantastic games. <laughs> nice, good memory on those. I liked, I liked the Ninja Turtles a lot, and I had, and Hyperstone Heist was constantly played. Good. I remember having to watch. Uh, the Turtles movie in your flat a few years ago. <laughs> I mean, you got the movie. privilege to. I can, the, well, yeah, that's what we're putting here. Yeah, the, the original live-action one. Yeah. Yeah, not the remade one that came no, out no, no. seven no, no, years no, ago. No, no, no. no the, the original, dark one. The, yeah, the, the good original. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's poorly dark. acted, but good one. <laughs> the shit, but good one. <laughs> right. Let's crack into another beer. Go on, then. Mm. Left hand giant. Yeah. Duet. It's two of us drinking it. So hmm. and I'm drinking out of the um this nice shimmy uh glass that I stole from the beer emporium one day. When on my last day at Ovo and we went out um uh, yeah, I ended up with it in my bag and I found it the next day without realising. So that was nice. How did I'm gonna ask. Well, I was just outside drinking it, and I must have gone, oh, fuck that, I'm just going to keep it. Right. What a nice glass this is. Yeah. Obviously, Beer Emporium in the past have let us come to their premises and record shows there, so hopefully none of them. <laughs> and they won't listen, will they? Hopefully they it's don't. It's fine. They must get that all the time. They'll email and oh, say, can we, uh, can we have our glass back, please? Yeah. We've run out because so many people have been stealing them. For legal purposes. Ever since I, that episode, people yeah. are, are just stealing Yes, of course. Ooh, ooh. Well, that's quite, uh, that's like um, an inch. Those are totally different pores. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> Alex has about a, a half, maybe three-quarter centimeter of head. And um, uh, Ben's gone for the full inch and a half. Yep. <laughs> a taller glass, so it was longer to drop. I did tilt, mm. but, you know. You know. I'm shaking There's my not, head at you. Not a lot going on in that nose, really. Nothing... I want to say it's a tiny little bit lemony, but there's not really much in it. No, not hugely. 
Mm. Quite dry. Very dry. Mm. Not really much flavor in that. Yeah, I'm detecting facial expressions of profound meh. <laughs> yeah, that's it's pretty meh. It may just be meh in proportion or in uh, juxtaposition to the uh, wiper and true. Yes. Is yeah. it a so, stronger uh, beer? Uh, alcohol percentage, you mean? Well, five point. No, it's not. No, um, the the wiper and true was a five point seven percent, and this is a five point two. Ah, but it's yeah. Well, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't seem to have a huge amount to it, does it? It's kind of. I suppose it's refreshing. It might be nice on a cold, sorry, on a hot day to have this as a nice, really cold, fresh out of the fridge kind of. It's got sort of a carbonated, quite sort of fizzy, yeah, hit to it as soon as you have it, mm. which I think sort of leaves a little bit of sourness, but not. Yeah, not that's much. true. Not not a huge amount, but there is a little bit of sourness in there. Actually. Mm. Yeah. Now, um, you, you mentioned uh, citrus on the nose. Does any of that reflected on the on the actual taste? No, I don't think that it. I don't think it is. I'm not really getting any. Um, Good radio, drinking beers. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. I'm sure in the middle of all that, people heard me eating the pie, which most people yeah. find revolting. <laughs> The number of podcasts I've listened to where people talk about listeners complaining about them eating on air. So you can leave us an iTunes review if you want to say there's too much eating. Yeah, disgusting eating noises permeate throughout this podcast. Too much drinking. I can hear them yeah. smelling it. Failing yes. to find yes. words to describe. Oh, so Facebook yelled at me because it's been over a week since we posted something on the tanked up page. I didn't know that would happen. Yeah, do that to me Jesus. as well. Yeah. Oh, Facebook, you can do that. Yeah. Unless you'd like to go to our Facebook page, of course, and um, look at the things we haven't posted for yeah, a week or so. post some stuff. I'll do that later, maybe, while I'm sat on the toilet. Just post something. Probably about David Bowie. No, mm. let's not mention David Bowie. <laughs> let's try and go for a whole podcast without mentioning him right. today, even though he died today. Let's just not say that. No I, I think we've already failed that. Possibly. Yeah, right. I just don't rate David Bowie. Oh. Dying doesn't mean that I'm going to rate him more. I'm sorry. I just, no, no, of course it wouldn't. If you didn't rate so, him before, it wouldn't mean you'd rate him anymore. But all it means is I have to see other people Discuss. saying how good he was. Yeah. And I think, well, why just, if you felt he was so good, just say that. Don't just say it because he's dead. I tell you all the time. Well, just whisper, so in, whisper it, in your ear. Don't at least know. if you do, then, you know, at least you're consistent. You're jumping on the bandwagon. <laughs> That's true. It's really I, true. Um, Facebook is just a big, you may as well call it bandwagon book. It's all just like bloody, ooh, there's been a terrorist attack. I'll change the colour of my picture. Ooh, somebody's died. I'm going to suddenly say that he's my favourite artist of all time, even though I never listened to him. Mm. Annoys me. Mm. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, sorry, you were going to say something. Um, I put a quote from Labyrinth. Facebook. An excellent film. Mm-hmm. One of, the, although not a film that has uh, has a licensed um, game tie-in at all. I don't think there is a labyrinth game. No, not that I know of. It would be a kind of maze-based game. I'm thinking. Find would it? Way. <laughs> well, some some of the in the film there was a maze. Oh yeah, the whole the, it was a labyrinth, sir. So <laughs> yes, of course, but in a more traditional sense, part of it was. Um, right, I, I am going to talk about game. games. Games. Um, I don't know why I did that. And 
<laughs> you did that so that we can edit that to make that a nice little sound file in case anyone wants a new text incoming text message noise. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just take the mzz off the end, so it's just Ben going gay. Nah. <laughs> I was gonna say I would just make that if I, except we don't text. Um, uh, my like when Ben texts me. When it, yeah, yeah. You could do, you could do, but then I'll have to text you, which would be very expensive. Anyway, I played a game on Steam. It came out last year. I've only recently picked it up. I picked it up, I think, in the autumn Steam sale several months ago, um, which I don't believe I've spoken about, or although I may have mentioned it, but it was Titan Souls. Oh, yeah. Which is a pixelated boss battle game. So you're a... It's a similar sort of style to... The, um, I can never remember the name of... The full name of the game that you played. Like Song of Mern? Something like that? Yeah, there's, yeah. What lies beneath was yeah, the subtitle, yeah. Song of the Man or something, and it's a similar sort of yeah, I know pixelated style to that. So you have uh, it's almost a third person camera. Your your sort of four pixel, six pixel sized character sits within the middle of the screen. Hmm. You can move around the world um, in four directions, and basically you're moving around looking for um, battles, and each battle. The uh, it's sort of meant to be quite a large epic battle that you're having because you're quite a small character and you're, you're fighting things that are you know t- ten times twenty times the size of you. Um, each of these bosses have completely different mechanics of how they move, <clears throat> um, work, how they attack you. So you've got to try and figure out how to be able to defeat each of these bosses as you're going around. And the the only sort of mechanic that you have is uh, a, a dodge roll, which then can allow you to run slightly faster. And the weapon is a bow and arrow, but you only have one arrow. So once you've shot it, you then have to go and pick mm-hmm. it up to be able to shoot it again. And you need to try and figure out where to shoot the boss, whether they, you know, a, part, a portion of them opens up for you to hit a, a, a little special bit that is the only bit that can be hit. Um, or it's got an eye that opens or something that you've got to try and figure out. And this is sounding very familiar somehow. Like it sounds thing. like Shadow of the Colossus, but where you're yeah. not on the Colossus. Yes, yeah, very much. Um, and I, I, I played it on through Steam using mouse and keyboard, and I found it really fucking difficult. Just, I'm not sure what it was about that control scheme that just, just wasn't clicking with me for that game. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, now, did you try remapping the controls? I didn't. What I did... Okay, go on. No, no go on, go on. Oh, because I found with a lot of games that are oddly ported control-wise, that if I just remap to... Like, I have the standard way I play certain games, uh, like mm-hmm. FPSs, and I tend to use... If I remap even platformers and stuff to my FPS controls, my my hands are used to touching those, even if it's for completely different reasons. But a lot of the time, the controls are less than stellar. Mm-hmm. Um, out of the box, so I would recommend trying that um, if you don't have a controller around, because obviously, yeah. talking yeah, so, a controller for a controller-based game makes the most sense. Yeah. So what I did was got my PlayStation Four control pad, downloaded a piece of software, which made my computer believe it was a, a three sixty pad. Nice. Oh, um, it wasn't because, Motion Enjoy, was it? Uh, no, I think it was called Input Mapper. Oh, okay. Um, and it's, I think it's specifically made for a PlayStation, uh, for a DualShock 4. 
to then be used as um, uh, to be basically read better by Microsoft, so by Windows. Um, and as soon as I plugged that in and set all of this up, it only took maybe five minutes to, to download everything and, and get it all set up. Um, it, Titan Souls became infinitely easier. And when you start the game, you've got the option of fighting um, four bosses in the first area. And with mouse and keyboard, I'd beaten one of them and then just repeatedly died on the rest of them. Um, and you think, well, I'm not quite getting, I, I get how this boss moves and I get what I'm meant to do, but I'm not quite responsive enough on these controls mm. to be able to get into a position to be able to do that. I'll try another one. Okay, now I've picked up how they work, but I'm still, there's something that I'm not quite picking up. And as soon as, yeah, as soon as I put the, the control pad in, it was like, right, I know what I know what to do. And went and instantly was able to do it because I was so much more familiar mm. with the control pad than I was with mouse and keyboard for a game of that type, right. really. Um, and once you get past those four bosses, you then go into a much larger open world where I think you've got maybe another 12, 15 ish bosses to go and fight and it, it it's really good because suddenly they get infinitely harder <clears throat> and you maybe have to do two or three different things per battle to be able to defeat them you get a uh, plan with some wavy arms you have to try and take their arms off before you then are able to sort of shoot them for the final so you know those, th- things, those so things that are at used car lots <laughs> wacky waving inflatable arm flailing yeah movements. Uh, nice. When you said a boss with wavy arms, I just pictured <laughs> yeah. that. And I was like, oh yeah, this, this sounds like the old use. That would be a good boss. I haven't encountered that one yet. But, um, so. so, it's really just a 3D platforming puzzler. Um, there's not a huge, there's no real platforming to it. Um, Is it top down? Like, Song of the Man? Yeah, so it's almost like a third person and you see sort of the back of the... the like Assassin's Creed style? Sort of, but you're, the character's so zoomed in that you're maybe only six pixels on the screen and you've got quite a large area around zoomed your character. It's kind of like um, an view. early Zelda. Yeah, yeah, I suppose that would have been a better analogy to have, um, to put against it. Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. But yeah, it's a very enjoyable game. Um, it was something like £2 on the Steam sale. I think it came out of uh, first quarter, maybe early second quarter last year, so it's quite a new game. Um it was released on um, PS4 and Xbox One as well, I believe. Um, so you can probably pick it up if you're on any of those. It's fun. It's good. You should uh, download the software that enables you to use the uh, Guitar Hero guitar <laughs> controller. <laughs> I reckon your uh, responsi- responsivity. Is that a word? Responsiveness. Re- responsiveness? Whatever. No, Whatever the word is. Your response would definitely time. go up. I'm mm. not sure what the... Uh, the D-pad equivalent would be like the whammy bar or something. Yeah, it's, no, clearly, no, maybe, it's clearly uh, strum up and down and then whammy yeah. bar for left and right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's uh, maybe a genius idea, but might just might not be. Might be a shit idea. Mm. It's one of those ideas where it sends you so far over the edge that your guitar, her guitar just disappears through your computer screen <laughs> and out the other side. I reckon forwards should just be tilting the neck of the guitar. <laughs> when you're like doing the power Didn't we discuss this last time? We, well, I can't remember what we were talking about. Just, you just imagine yourself just sort of sat there like, yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So for those of you who are not on the live stream, Ben was tilting the guitar neck up and down. Yeah. When he was saying, yeah. 
what he was doing. <laughs> for a visual commentary. Yeah. Well, Good. for the visually impaired podcast mm, listener. Mm. You can reach all of them. So, after I'd set this up, and I'd had my fill of Titan Souls for a little while, I then played Super Hexagon. Nice. On my control pad. Yay, Super Hexagon. Oh, you did Still the control pad. Hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, I've not tried it on the way to get used to it. I've not tried it on the controller, but I do find the mouse is easier than the keyboard. Mm. Have you tried Super Hexagon on the, um, the Guitar Hero? With the Guitar Hero. <laughs> um, no, I don't think I can. I don't think it... I think it's GL-based. I don't think it's Direct3D based. Oh, lame. Also, that, the, face, the face tracking wouldn't do anything. And the 3D wouldn't... <laughs> no, might do something? It would just be immersive. It, it would, would be just like... be like going up to the television with a blanket. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. <laughs> and have like headphones that blast the music really, really fucking loud. Mm. I, I will. Uh, my plan is to try and get uh, the Oculus working while I'm still while I'm here in Saskatoon, so that I can do silly things like that. Yeah, I think we should have like a special video where you like just put the laptop over in the corner of the room, just filming yourself. As you play Supex and with the music on really loud on the Oculus for like five minutes, just and then we can just watch you doing it. Well, and, and then suddenly not have goes the... into an epileptic fit where it's all just been <laughs> far too much. <laughs> but but not show the viewers at all what's happening on my screen. Just no, 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 me. Just... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, Presumably maybe. holding a controller. <laughs> yes. And because the tracking doesn't work, I wouldn't have to move my head at all. In fact, that would probably like... make me nauseous. Right, yeah. those let's play videos where you've got the whole screen, which is the um, which is the game, and then you've maybe got the guy's face picture, down in the picture. corner. We'll yeah. do it the opposite yeah, yeah. way. So you've got this very tiny <laughs> screen showing you what's happening on the game, and just a man flailing about in a room. <laughs> Ridiculous. That's a really good idea. <laughs> Wait, hold on, we said the opposite thing to each other then. <laughs> Ridiculously good idea. <laughs> so put those two together. What have you got? A ridiculously good idea. Ridunculus. Oh, oh People dear. don't say ridunculus enough anymore. They say redonculus. A redonculus. Don't yeah. think people ever really said it. <laughs> redonculus. <laughs> I've never Was heard redonculus. Yeah, it's redonculus. They redonculus. Like redundant and ridiculous. No, that's no. an even different. That's a different. Yeah. It's like ridiculously redundant. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, no. <laughs> no, that's just me. Is there anything you'd like to discuss this week, Alex? Um, I saw Star Wars the other day. Woo! Oh, yeah. uh, I've seen it three times in the theatres. Really? <laughs> well, I, I, I've seen it twice. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. Good. What, what did you know? think? Um, I thought it was better than I said. I suppose. Yeah, I agreed with Ben's idea that it was the, it was probably the best Star Wars film. I think. Mm. Whereas my previous best Star Wars film is obviously Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it tipped Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I, I, haven't, I haven't been back and watched Empire since seeing mm. the new one. It so, has made me want to watch... Digitally remastered Empire, that is, I suppose. No, no I have, the, I have the, um, the original copy, so it doesn't have any of the CGI extra well, bits. Well, the digitally remastered... Sorry, I just put my, my Star Wars nerd hat on. The digitally <laughs> remastered versions were just the ones that cleaned up the video and remastered the audio into THX. Ooh. The special editions were the ones that were ah. CGI'd and re-released into in the theaters. Yeah, okay, and some of the um, special edition... Uh, Mumbo Jumbo? 
stuff was was not uh, better. Like the Jabba's um, palace, I want to say palace. Uh, for him, yeah. Uh, and then Jabba himself is all remastered and like moving around and shit. Yeah. No, 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 no. Only on a couple scenes they they kept they kept animatronic Jabba for his actual scenes. But they in A New Hope they added a scene where Han is talking to Jabba and he's a really terribly CGI version yeah, of Jabba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's terrible. But the, um, the also. Kind of, oh, go the, on. Yeah. No, no, no. I started, so you can finish. Uh, <laughs> Oh dear, there's a dirty <laughs> joke there. Um, so uh, it turns out on the internet there's there's, no there is uh, people have cobbled together from all, all sources, including 35mm, um, the uh, de- de- definitive cuts, like the original cuts, using the most uh, highest quality sources they can mm. find. Um, but there's actually two versions of it, because one of the big changes was, for no discernible reason, well... George Lucas changed the song playing in Jabba's palace in the special editions. Yeah, right. So the definitive version has the old song, but a lot of people like the new song better, and it's so not impactful on canon that the people who did the definitive cut um, may recut it with that uh, new song. And I was like, really, you're giving Max, up on Max the last Rebo's one? Max original works much better than his new yeah, songs. Yeah, I, I can't think of, like, the original songs that do 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 No, that's Moss Eisley. That's, that's the Cantina band in Moss Eisley. Yeah. yeah that, and, um, there's no way they could get away with changing that fucking song. That's all right. genius. What's the, what's the song in Jabba's Palace? I don't know. I've just got the Cantina band music in my head now. I don't think it's anything worthwhile is the thing. It's not memorable. Yeah, okay. There was a large sort of round, bulbous female... Alien with large oh, yeah. lips that was singing like, whilst Max the elephant Rubo thing is yeah. the uh, yeah the, uh, Max Rubo is the blue elephant keyboard player oh right yeah poser character isn't there like a a woman that's like also in the Fifth Element that's Lilu the band is that right I don't Multi-pass. know it's like blue or whatever oh no she's not actually in it but yeah the the opera singer from Fifth Element does look like a, a Twi'lek okay that's true yeah she does yeah yeah <laughs> cool. Yes, yes, um, but yeah, I suppose so, we won't try and we won't try and spoil the uh, the new no, film for anyone that may not have seen it. Why? But you've probably because, seen it yeah. by now because it's made a fucking shitload of money. Yeah, and if you haven't, and you know, stop listening alert. now for yeah. approximately about. Is there something specific we want to spoil, or do we just want to make people have to skip forty seconds ahead if they haven't seen it as some sort of punishment? Yes. All right. And Spoil away. The, un- the uncertainty of not knowing when to click to come back <laughs> into the episode. Yeah, right. I'm going to just, at some random point, I'm just going to say Han Solo dies. Just going to chuck it out there. Which mm. was kind of telegraphed. Han Solo dies. Oh, yeah. I thought it was well telegraphed. <laughs> like, the, the whole scene on the bridge was well done. It's like, fucking obvious that he yeah, was. Yeah, but it was also obvious that he kind of knew, but he's like. You're my son. I gotta do what I gotta do. Also, I didn't want to be part of this franchise anyway, so hurry up and kill yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He was like, please don't make me be in another three films. Please take me out of this. The only reason he did this one was so that he would die. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah he said he'd come back I mean, if, they, yeah, if they killed him off. So, so things I didn't like about it, um, Carrie Fisher. Really? Uh, I don't know. She's just she's weird. She's not very good she's at acting. Weird. Yeah. There's something weird about her. The plastic um, surgery? 
and the, the like her voice is substantially deeper than Harrison Ford's voice. Uh, <laughs> I found disturbing. It's also a little more nasal. I think it might be connected to the plastic surgery. Right. I mean, yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah. Well, I didn't I didn't like her. Role. I think that's fine. She was she kept leading the resistance from the rebellion for 20 years. She she's been through a lot. She's worn, mate. She's worn and haggard and, and tired. She's and her, haggard. And, she's definitely she's haggard. She's encountered a lot of and her husband abandoned her. Surgeons. Well, yes. <laughs> her husband did abandon her, yes. I liked the fact that uh, it was a film that scored... Um, there's this um, rating thing for how well a film um, is like equal representation between men and mm. women. Or something. Are you talking about the Bechdel test? Yes. Uh, yeah, maybe. And it scored really highly on that. And um, it, I, I kind of liked that. I, when I knew that going in before having watched mm. it. And then when I was watching it, I was like... Okay, and there's another strong female lead character. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's you're talking about something movie. different. Cool. The Bechdel test is um, uh, the, the you pa- movie passes the Bechdel test if two female characters talk on screen, not about the men. Okay, all right, <laughs> that's <laughs> like a low bar. <laughs> and it turns out almost every movie fails. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh yeah, it's really terrible. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, this, I, this, I can't remember the name of this, uh, it's some kind of rating system, and it scored very highly on it. It basically means that, like, it's not just male-dominated, and the only female characters are, like, to be rescued or mm-hmm. to be had sex with or something. Like, they have actual parts that the character, actual characters. Yeah, I thought that was one of the, the, the pluses of the film, was um, the Ray character. Yeah. Was very believable, was very good. I enjoyed her performance. Apparently, the only thing she'd done before this was um, being in an episode of Casualty. That's really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> mm. So they had way. they had chatted before because they changed the script um, about two years, maybe eighteen months before they started uh, filming, and um, they had before they changed the script, they had put out a lot of casting calls for very unknown yeah. actors, yeah, yeah, exactly. and they had some they had. Um, some stuff over here in Bristol. They yeah. had a day of um, That's right. of casting over here, um, which I went down to to find that the queue had. It, I, I seem to remember the uh, press release they put out said that it would be opening at ten o'clock, um, and I went down. I, had a, uh, I was at uni at the time, had a day off, so I wandered down about half past nine. A very very cold day, and it was fucking packed. <laughs> And they said, well, we stopped allowing people to join the queue at about half eight this morning. So and I just sort of walked around just what, just, just, just taking in the sheer size of scale like of the amount of people that were there. Like the queue in Morrison's the other day when I was going to buy a lottery <laughs> ticket. Because we had this like 13 uh, week rollover on the lottery. Um, That's happened uh, here in North America as well. Yeah, the Powerball. Uh, they added yeah. another ball. Um, and so it went from uh, fifteen million or thirteen million to one to forty-five million to one Jeez. with the addition of one ball. It's crazy. Um, and then obviously no one's won it for ages. As a mm. result. So so yeah, and bloody Q in Morrison's scum. Do you really want to see an instance of the the dregs of humanity? You want to see the the Q to the tobacco stroke lottery ticket. <laughs> On like, a fifty million day, yeah, yeah, on a on any day really, but on this day in particular, <laughs> no, it was yeah. It's not a great part of town that we live in. Sometimes somehow it's it's all right. It's all right. It's not great, 
No. You'd have to be, you'd really be deluding yourself if you said it was a great part of town. It's all right. It's Correct. affordable. True, true. <laughs> it has a good independent games shop. Yes. <laughs> Second hand game shop. Yes. Yeah, it's not first hand. No, that's very true. It, it would be a the one off of just uh, like, uh, like uh, just past the Lidl on the other side of the street. Yeah. 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 Right. Should we crack into this third beer? Yes. And move on to Hopiness. our topic of the evening. Yes. But let's drink this beer. Go for it. Oh, also, see Star Wars if you haven't. Oh, actually, if you do see it again, uh, I read apparently Poe and Finn were played as if they were a love interests. And oh, really? if you if you watch it again with that in mind, you do see what could eat some definite lo- looks up and down and flirtatiousness. Wait, wait, wait. Poe and Finn? Yeah. I mean Ray and Finn? No, no Poe and Finn. <laughs> Which one's Poe? The um, pilot. Oscar Isaac. The, the pilot. Dude, guy with great hair. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Specifically when, when they bump into each other and they talk about his jacket. Right, right. Okay, hey, that's my jacket. No, you keep it. Yeah, except it's a look up and down while biting his lip and say, and then saying, it looks good on you. <laughs> so if, um, if they do get together, Finn will be the first storm, stormtrooper to actually hit something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Actually, yeah, I, I thought that was one of the good <laughs> things that they did in this, was that um, although someone complained on the internet, because that's what the internet's for, that the stormtroopers still can't hit anything, but that's not true. People died. I thought the, the stormtroopers actually felt menacing in this film. Mm, at that first scene where they wrangle them all up and put them in. Oh well, no, that's sack. like that's just like shooting shoot fish in a barrel randomly into them. Like that's the yeah the first time you see a stormtrooper kill someone, it's because they are all corralled in front of them. Yeah. Um, no, but I mean, even on the attack at um, whatever the planet is with uh, female Yoda, Lady Yoda. Um, her place, uh, Maz. Maz Kanata, Kanata. Yeah. That's what I can't it is. remember the uh, uh, the. Yeah, planet. but like when they attack, they they sh- people are getting knocked around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, was a bit inconsequential, like, um, non-named characters. Yeah, obviously, uh, I was a little bit like. Um, well, we started on a desert planet. And the Death Star's an ice planet. I wonder whether she'll live on a jungle stroke water planet. Oh, she does. That's. Mm. Oh yeah, that's totally on purpose. Though. <laughs> the, the, it's it's a redo of A New Hope, where um, right. Ray is Luke, Poe yeah. is um, Han. I guess Han, or he's a little bit of Luke with a bit of fighter. I think he's wedge. You no, know, he's Le- he's Leia. He's the one who sends off a droid. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. And Finn is just a guy who finds it and needs to deliver it for him. So Finn is Luke. Yeah, because Poe is Leia. No, okay. Ray. Ray finds the droid, doesn't she, in the desert? Oh yeah, Ray. Right, Ray is Ray's, Luke, obviously, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. The... But, so who's Finn then? So he, Finn's Han. not quite Han because well, they're, even they're though he accompanies the... her off the planet, he doesn't sort of provide the means of escape. As Maybe such. he's Chewie. He's, well, uh, yeah, he does. Chewy. <laughs> Uh, I think he. I think he does. He's the one who enables Ray to leave. I mean, it's well, all like massaged, like mm, mm. non-direct correlations. But it it it, it 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 feels that way. And and also, when you have that in mind, with Ray being Luke, then the love interest couple matches a new hope. If what Oscar Isaac said on the record was true, 
Right. Is that right? Han and Leia, yeah. Right. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. That makes sense. Um, but I mean... Decks out. I thought the... I thought the like cyclical and um, like homages to A New Hope and parts of the other movies was really well done, except mm-hmm. for the Starkiller base. They even like pointed out, oh, so it's just a bigger Death Star. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And and then here's the, the the place you need to blow up. I did appreciate that they couldn't just bomb the shit out of it, that mm-hmm. something else had to happen in order for... Well, like they had to take the shields down on the planet of yeah. Endor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not Endor. Um, let, who, should, who can we send down? Hmm. Han. Han Solo, yeah, we'll send him down. He's done this before, the right? The only guy in the universe who's done this before. He's, got, he's the only person with experience of bringing down shields. Yeah. Okay, worst bit of the film, uh, C-3PO, when it was all like, oh, look, there's Princess Leia, all old, and like General Leia, and then it was all of a sudden, oh, hello, C-3PO. I, I honestly think it's because they, re- they didn't really want to deal with him as a character, but knew, knew he had to be in something. Uh, couldn't have just been in the background. And no. I hate the way he was like, oh, I've got a red arm, because last time I didn't have an arm. Even though it was 10 years ago. And then, and then all of a sudden his arm's back. I don't know how he gets a red arm. To be honest, C-3PO <laughs> is my least favorite character in this series, Anything. especially if you count um, episode one, because that's where we find out that Anakin built him out of <laughs> like, scrap, magically. But he's a protocol droid with great programming etc that this kid just this slave kid builds out a scrap and then he gets gold plated and then in chewbacca although it does explain how chewbacca can just cling him together because he's clearly a kit droid yeah so i'm gonna say c-3po worst character built by young anakin second worst character <laughs> but there's the, the jar jar uh, yeah mm, actually sorry i said about third worst character that's yeah. true yeah, fine. Anyway, our topic of discussion, topic of discussion is, is Jar Jar or C-3PO. I like the fact that Jar Jar isn't in this and it clearly has, has just been well, well, dust he, for he, the remainder of his legacy trilogy. continues. He's done. Well, I was say, he wasn't in 4, 5, and 6. It'd be really weird to him to show up like yeah, well, it, it wasn't. Later. You know, it could have. He could have. Oh, I'm here again. Just <laughs> the, the, fuck there up, was a good theory that. Um, the films are set so far in the future from the original or from the prequel trilogy that Gungans only live a certain right to a certain age and he is dead. He's definitely he's dead. definitely dead. Unless he's the oldest living Gungan ever, he's dead. Oh, can you imagine in the next one where Ray uh, travels somewhere and finds this old decrepit alien, but it's just Jar Jar? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, also, like, that makes he, Luke Yoda, obviously. Yes, yeah. Okay. But you know the way that you see Darth Vader's, like, rubbish, kind of burnt-out helmet or something? Maybe we'll just, like, the camera will pan over and you'll just see, like, a dead, kind of, like, burnt-out corpse of Jar Jar Binks or something. (laughs) Just gratuitously. No, it doesn't help the plot move forward at all. Just Just as as the camera pans around, it's there in the background. Oh, no, you know what it's going to be? He's going to come back in in some implausible plot twist. definitely encased in carbonite, like, on a wall somewhere. So, uh, apparently, the Senate planet that looked exactly like Coruscant was not Coruscant. No, um, no. Uh, but I'm hoping that maybe Naboo was one of the other five planets that got destroyed. The the um, even though the Senate or the the new um, Republic Senate was on that planet, it's not Coruscant because 
they came up with the idea that to make the rest of the galaxy feel like they were part of um, the, the they had their say within what happens within the the galaxy that every X number of years they move the Senate around to a different planet so it's to not a like different the, system. Um, European Parliament that moves every six months between Brussels and and Germany. Paris. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Which is a complete waste of money. I was going to um, say, yes. that's terrible use of taxpayer money. Yeah, it really is. But the, the French insisted that it had to at least be some of the time in Paris, apparently. Is it Paris that it's in? Somewhere in France, anyway. That it, it, so they have, every European um, MEP has two offices. And, Jesus. Uh, yeah, so everything's doubled. Two computers, two assistants, everything's doubled. It's really, it's, it is really, really stupid. So I just figured that I assumed it was um, an administrative um, kind of inefficiency that meant that there was just loads of official planets, and they just every couple of months they just okay everybody put everything now down we've, now leave we've got it a here. yeah go and start <laughs> everything again on a different system somewhere anyway could be not could be <laughs> could be right. this beer we've not talked about this beer yet. oh yeah. Pretty good. Also, name of the episode is going to have to be Beer Wars. I'm just saying. It will. Yes. Um, I quite like this. It is, it, it's called Hoppiness. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's Beer War, Wars, a new hop. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's an IPA. It's um, Who it's makes this I- one again? More. More. Right. Not boar. Not boar. Moppiness. All, all three of these are Bristol beers again. Yes. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a lovely beer. I mm. guess it's probably my favourite so far. Even though I don't really have anything to say about it. No, I agree. <laughs> I, I agree. I, it's nice and hoppy. Yeah. It's got a good flavour. You know, I think I'm, even though I'll always like this type of beer, I think maybe I kind of want to have different beers nowadays. Even ones that I like less, yeah. I kind of want to have more. Yeah, I'm craving just, variety. Yeah, even yeah, variety over quality. Well, perhaps we should start expanding out a little bit more. We did start at this, in the first few episodes, didn't we? To to ex, ex, well, yeah. explore a few more beer styles and things. Yeah, um, and so, then I got really grumpy and said, "Can't we just have IPA yeah, all the time?" Yeah, and now I'm getting grumpy again and saying, <laughs> "Can we not always have IPAs all the time?" Um, are you yeah. back on the subscription service? No, I never updated my card details after I lost my card. Yeah, convenient way of not paying them any money anymore. Fair, because <laughs> um, that would be a nice way to get different types of beers. Yeah. But I suppose yeah. we yeah. haven't really rated other types of beers in the in the local surroundings, so there's still fruitful gains. Oh yeah, there's there's still a lot of beers that we haven't had from. Oh, I, I looked. At, there's loads of places like Honesty Brew, Honesty Box, whatever they. Yeah, call Honest Brew. Yeah, there's there's just loads. Of, and I found one. Beerhawk. Something okay. Eagle. Something something Falcon Eagle beer. I, yeah. I found like so when I went to London, whenever it was, a few months ago, and we went to a load of London breweries, and I had in for pure, I had this uh, beer called Northern Latitude, which mm. was. Um, like, uh, I think it was a rye IPA because um, it was really dark and it was really thick, but it was fucking hoppy and it was it was just fantastic. Um, and I found an online delivery service that had that in stock, and I can remember just putting twenty four of them in the cart <laughs> and looking at the price and being like, uh, 
like 65 pounds, whatever it was. And I was just like, do I want to? Mm, maybe. And I got distracted and then I closed the tab by accident or something. But I was close to just being like, mm. just loads of them, just fucking loads of them for like, you know, five, six weeks or something. We just go, right, we're having three Northern Latitudes. <laughs> And what do you think of this Northern Latitude? Yes, it's good, isn't it? This is the beer that we have, so <laughs> yeah. we want to drink it. Again, it's my favourite beer of the yeah. week. <laughs> Tanked up the Northern Latitude and video game podcast. Yeah. It's a fucking good beer, though. Nice. You know. Good, good. Right, we shall talk about PlayStation and Xbox and Steam all getting hacked over the Christmas period by whatever they are, DDoS, denial of something, China. service, things, attacks uh, by hacks. Denial of service is, is the, the term meaning you basically crowd something with, with requests so that yes. no one else can get there. And DDoS is the distributed denial of service. Mm-hmm. So the hackers basically take over a bunch of computers. So they have a, mm. a network of uh, compromised machines, which then all through their various parts of the internet, attack the server. So you can't right, like, okay. block an IP wait, 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 or something. Wait, how's that to the first one again? The first one is 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 uh, is more is is a category um, one. But n- normally, if you say it was a DOS attack, it's probably just one computer attacking another computer. Oh, okay. I so it's denial of service, right? A DOS. Yeah. I, I thought that was because the system had been overloaded. Yeah, correct. So it, it's one. They both do the same things. One is. A lot of computers. What is one computer? Oh, okay. How yeah. does one computer manage to overload the system? Then? Uh, it just does a bunch of requests. Okay. So these networks got hacked and um, all went offline for a period of time. PlayStation, as they have done when this has happened, didn't um, respond very well and haven't been able to work out how to do something about this. And I believe it was down for about four days. Um, the Xbox network was down for, I think, a day, if not a little bit less, and that they, they managed to overcome it and resolve it very swiftly. Um, whereas Steam sort of didn't go down, but the fix that they implemented then fucked other things up and cached a load of data from other people's pages, which then started appearing on other people's Steam clients. So you could see... Um, people's login information, um, the final few digits of their um, card details and um, the email address registered with like PayPal accounts and things like this. You could see what was in their... Um... Their profile. Yeah, yeah. So, what the fuck? <laughs> just like, it is bullshit. It's just, it seems that surely these aren't things that... Um, not that they shouldn't... There's no way that they can stop people trying to do this to them. For a start, why the fuck are people trying to do this? Yeah, I don't know. It's funsies. <sighs> well, funsies. they've got nothing else to do. They don't want to play the games that they're able to play on those well, systems. So, so there are the, the zealots out there who think that private companies shouldn't have this much control. So mm. the fact that Valve could one day just turn your computer off and you would lose all of your games, they think yeah. that is not fair. And so they try and make a point by showing showing people that, look, now you can't access your games, slash download them, because you can always play in offline mode, um, mm-hmm. because the service is down. Think about what it means for the service to be down. Having said that, there, I, don't, I don't know of any specific group making this claim, but it, that has been a motivation in the past. 
Yeah, uh, yeah and like, sometimes people just like being dicks. But like, the I've heard of loads of these um, denial of service like websites being down in the last couple of months. Like the BBC iPlayer website was hit as well. I mean, uh, it seems to me that while you could construct a like, you just came up with like a reason why you might take Steam out because. Oh, I'm uh, saying that's a reason that has been given in the past for this type of thing. Right, I also, right. The, the main... I don't think it's the reason for this, because otherwise, I mean, it seems to me it's more just like people being dicks. doing it, like, almost like flexing their muscles and seeing mm, who what they, they could do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't know whether it's just a couple of lame, like, really fucking tech-savvy nerds in their basements just, like, having a laugh or something, or if it's, like, North Korea deliberately seeing, you know, what they can... I don't know what the hell is going on. It's just, it's mental. Why, why would you Why would you want to do it? It doesn't make any sense. Just inconveniencing people. It's like a, like, um, a gaming global equivalent of just pushing the button at the pedestrian crossing and then when you don't want to cross and just keep on walking. It's just like you're being a dick. You don't, you're just stopping the traffic. You don't give a shit. Mm. You're not going across. You're just going to inconvenience a load of people who are just driving otherwise... It's not the end of their world. It's just a you know point. what it probably is. Someone probably shorted the stocks of the companies. Oh, really? No, okay. probably not. But <laughs> if you short a stock, you're basically making a prediction that it's going to go down, and that's where you make your money on. Maybe. So if you knew that it was their system would go down for a few days, you know people are going to. It's going to be in the news, and the people are going to get. No, it's an unstable platform. Blah blah blah. It'll scare investors. You'll make some money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can come up with other scenarios of nefarious things. <laughs> yeah, okay. the but Illuminati were—I uh, don't know. That's it. That's my conspiracy theory. The Illuminati. The, the Illuminati were. So yeah, what do we? So what do we think about the the three different kinds of um, responses? You've got one who responded very quickly and were able to deal with it. You've got one who yeah, well, you weren't to able to pay for your uh, online access for them, so they kind of had to. You, you have do, to pay for both, but you also you? have to pay for Sony for the PlayStation Network. Really? Yeah, they changed that. Um, no, to be able to play online, you have to be a PlayStation Plus member, but I don't think you have to be a PlayStation Plus member to download games. Uh, okay. Correct. So you could download as many single-player experiences as you like to never have to pay for the, the, the subscription price to be able to um, play any of the games online. And I think the, the chat social stuff is also... Yeah, a few bits maybe may not, also be... Um, maybe not the uploading that. thing, that's probably... like off the No, I don't think the uploading thing. I think you can, you can do what you want with the uploading thing. Yeah, so. um, um, whereas Steam also doesn't need to um, you don't have to pay a subscription service to, to Steam no. but then Steam were able to try and fix the problem but made it worse by showing everybody information yeah. um, and I mean this information was only shown if you were logged in and your client was open on Christmas Day when this fix was implemented that your page was cached and then sent to somebody else's Steam client to view as they progressed through you know they might have clicked on store and suddenly your, your page came up um, the Ashley Madison details were being broadcast <laughs> to everyone else on your friends. No idea. Um, we've got about eight minutes left on my battery. Ah. So maybe we should. Uh... Yeah, it, you could put them in an order of how shit they were, really, couldn't you? Yeah, I mean, like, you could, yeah. I mean, Xbox being better. Really, you'd want everyone to respond as Xbox did and be able to fix the problem and be able to move very swiftly on and allow you to get straight back into it. And for them to say, look, it's not our fault. We did everything we could. And here it is back up yeah. again. Yeah. 
I guess the problem is depending on what the disruption is, you can't guarantee that even if you have done all the all your homework that um you can do the Xbox move. I suspect Microsoft being uh a very um it's the other parts of Microsoft are very much um backbone technology that they probably have a pretty good redundancy system for their online service. Um also because of the subscription nature of Xbox Live, they've been hearing complaints when it's down for longer. Mm-hmm. So I think they're just they they've probably done a lot more hedging uh, and, and preparedness because every time they've gone out in the past, people have gotten pissy. And yeah. Sony has gotten away in the past with their free service disappearing because it was free. Because it's free. Yeah. yeah. And they haven't had to react as quickly to, to satisfy those customers because they're not really customers as such. It's a, a free service provided to everyone that's able to use it. So if it's down a couple of days, it's down a couple of days. So I've just thought that maybe... Um, because Microsoft were quicker to respond and responded better, that is evidence that really what the cause of the problem was, it must have been when um, Donald Trump said that he needs to get Bill Gates to shut the internet down until we can figure out what the mm. hell is going on in Syria. It could right. be. That's probably what they're just figuring out. Well, if we need to do that, well, how would we do it? That's why their responses are better. Right. So it all fits together, really. <laughs> yeah. That's obviously what's going on. The larger conspiracy yeah. of Donald Trump. Yeah, it's the future. It's definitely a conspiracy and a prophecy at the same time. <laughs> I guess um, my, my thing would be, um, without knowing what their redundancy plans are, these are services like Steam. A lot of people download one or two games at a time because they have Steam, and bandwidth is now super cheap. So even though we don't pay for it, we pay a lot of money for our games, and we expect to be able to get them when we want. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they need to have a bigger team slash a bigger disaster recovery plan. And that's not to say sometimes it screws up, but mm-hmm. um, it's, there's a thing called QA. Yeah. And... People's private information, regardless of whether I can immediately use it to steal your money, um, being given to other people is, is not good. No, no, not at all. So all of these things aren't very good. Microsoft, a little bit better than everybody else in this regard. We are going to have to go because we're now on 4% battery, yeah. so we're fading fast. So your favorite beer, Alex, was? Um, in all other circumstances, it would have been the more, but because it's an excellent and yet also forgettable beer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the Piper Intrigue. Okay, fair enough. Um, I think I'll go for the more, the hoppy, is it hoppiness? Yeah, hoppiness. I like that. It was nice. It was nice. It's a, it a nice IPA. It's quite good. How was your apple pie, Adam? Uh, it was pretty good. It's from the grocery store, and good. it was spray uh, canned spray whipped cream. Whipped cream. Nice, nice. Also, um, Han Solo dies. <laughs> <laughs> Well right. done. We have been tanked up for another week. You can get us on Twitter at tanked up underscore cast. I'm at over underscore 47. Adel is at the Omniarch. Um, you can email us tanked up at gmail. If you can make the kettle YouTube. run in less than 12 parsecs, you can arrive at my house. Did you five. say the kettle run or the kessel run? Kessel run. I thought kessel. you said the kettle run. I'm like, the kettle are you run. asking you can now for tea? In less than 12 parsecs, I'd be fucking amazed. Yeah. But, you know, coffee all the time. Yeah. Um, I'll have tea, please. 
We've got a Facebook page, which we mentioned earlier. We'll get updated, hopefully. Uh, we've got yes, a YouTube sir. channel um, with some sort of content. Um, which will also get updated at some point. i tell point you what, I'll, I'll upload that meme where I got the joke about Finn being able to hit something. Oh, <laughs> yeah, excellent. Good. Um, something and if you are a visitor to our Facebook page, why don't you say something or post a link or make yourself known because that's always fun. Or... Um, put a spoiler to a film that we you think we probably haven't seen yet. Mm. Get us back. Mm. Although none of us will care. No, we'll no. shit. <laughs> I'll just not watch the film just to spite you. And you just say, oh no, what happens, don't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. I'll just read the uh, Wikipedia blurb yeah. of the film. <laughs> the IMDb And then just be like, well, yeah, I already knew it. So. Yeah, nice. In nice. fact, I'm going to just read all, all of the IMDb all uh, films of all of the upcoming films that are coming out, just so I know what happens. And just all films. Just all films. Yeah. Well, I'll never be on this podcast again. <laughs> I'm going to be for the rest of my life reading IMDb films. Yeah, maybe, maybe trailers as well. I don't That's know. Fair. That's fair. Right, take it easy, guys. Cool. Bye. Bye. Is the opposite of laugh out loud crying in your head, or is it? <laughs> is it's just it's laughing weeping. inside. It's laughing yeah. inside and showing a stony face outside. Mm. <laughs> That's what I'd say. Fair enough. It's, it's not an antonymic pair. It's just a negation.